Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Beginners SEO Podcast with me, Phoebe Gill from The Plan Success. Today's episode I'm actually really excited about. I I think my love for this podcast is growing is growing <laughs> because at the start it really was like, oh, I've got to record another one. But now I'm actually excited to start preparing and planning and figuring out the best episodes that will you know help you as a small business owner. Anyway, today's episode is how to write SEO content that actually ranks because a lot of people, you know, they start a blog, but then it doesn't ever actually get any organic traffic. Um, and they might have their keyword research really well done, but there are some other elements in there that can, you know, Google has hundreds of ranking signals and those, some of those ranking signals will be looking at the actual content, how it's written, you know, what's in it, um, the format. We'll, we'll dive into all of this <laughs> in the episode. So yeah, that is today's episode, how to write SEO content that actually brings in um, the traffic that you want for your business. Now, why even must you have um, sort of a blog in your website? Do you need one? Um, and I would say yes. Unfortunately, unless you're a major, major brand with huge, you know, brand awareness, the main way that you're growing to grow your website is either through, you know, growing your brand, which takes a lot of money because you need to invest in a lot of PR, um, or it's by becoming a niche in your industry via great content. And how do I know this works? Um, Google's actually come out and said that content, great content on a website is one of their ranking signals for the whole website. Meaning if you've got useful posts about your industry of say wardrobe fitters, then they will put your target landing pages saying, you know, wardrobe fitters in London, higher up in the ranking signals, writing, producing content around your industry works, blogs work. In fact, I saw a stat somewhere when I was prepping for this saying, that businesses that involve, um, businesses that utilize content marketing, aka blogging in their website, they see 350% more traffic versus businesses that don't. Um, and you might be like, oh yeah, but blog traffic never converts. Sure, it doesn't all convert, but you know what else doesn't convert all the time? Social media posts, paid ads, handing out leaflets on the streets. There's no way you're always going to reach your target audience. But if you are doing blogging, then you've got a lot better. You are actually going to reach them as well. So if that makes sense. So I'm always such a huge proponent for content marketing for small business owners because it's a really accessible way to grow your organic traffic and therefore grow your business. Now, how do you actually sort of go about writing content that ranks? First of all, it does come down to the keyword research part. And before that, it's also the topics. So if we're starting right at the beginning, you're going to want to brainstorm topics. Great places to look for topics in your industry are Reddit, um, competitor blogs, um, even reviews as well, or even just talking to your customers. What are the topics that come up again and again? What are their pain points? What problems can you solve? What are they interested in? These are all great topics, aka seed keywords for your blog. 
Then once you've got your topics, you're going to want to do the actual keyword research. Um, I know I've mentioned, I had a blog episode all about free keyword research tools. So go ahead, check that out. I also teach you exactly how to do free keyword research in my complete beginners SEO course, which you can check out on theplansuccess.com. But you're going to want to do your keyword research from your topic ideas to really figure out how to sort of um, format the blog article. What does a blog article need to include to hit these keywords um, and so on. God, that was shit, wasn't it? Saying so on, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, but basically (laughs) you need to do the keyword research to figure out what you're going to write in your blog. Okay, so once you know the ideas and topics, and keywords. This is where it's going to get a little bit sort of, you're going to have to try and bear with me here. Okay. So how do I phrase this? (laughs) Google has just had a new content update called the helpful content update. And as a result, there have been huge fluctuations in sort of the search results. Um, and, This is because, well, the reason why they had the helpful content update is because Google realized that people were really sort of maxing out SEO too much. They were finding, you know, really niche keywords, which, you know, I used to sort of advocate for. Um, And then just writing a blog post specifically for that keyword, but not really thinking about the human aspect of it. Um... And so, for instance, maybe let's say, for example, someone found the keyword, how much does it cost to replace a rusted exhaust pipe on a car? I don't know where else you get an exhaust pipe. But they found this sort of, they found this keyword and they found it in the people also ask section. And then as a result, they wrote a short blog post that answered that question. But then because the blog post was too short, they had to add an extra section, sort of, you know, brief history of the exhaust pipe, um, what an exhaust pipe is, um, where can you find exhaust pipes on a car, uh, do you need an exhaust pipe, all these sort of irrelevant content, but they've added it in there to make the blog post longer so that it ranks for SEO. And you so can you see how that's a blog post which really isn't probably that actually useful to someone that's looking for the price of an exhaust pipe. Instead, Google wants to see helpful content, which is why sort of it's in the name helpful content update. And so I personally think a better approach with that, how much does it cost to replace a rusted exhaust pipe would be to research all the different prices for different cars and make some models of a rusted exhaust pipe and then create a sort of table Um, or an easy to read format listing all of those Um, and then I might put in some information about variations sort of could you do it yourself versus how much independent garage would cost versus how much a brand dealership would cost genuinely useful content to someone looking into replacing their exhaust pipe and you'll notice there I've gone for a really sort of personal human touch on it and that's what Google wants it's more sort of um I don't want to say interesting because an exhaust pipe is never going to be interesting, but Google really wants to get these well thought out blog posts versus a blog post that was just written for SEO, trying to hit as many keywords as possible. If you're a bit confused by what I'm all saying, I get it. 
it's a hard kind of concept to get what's the difference between write, writing for SEO versus writing for humans. So I've actually sort of looked up the Google guidelines and I'm going to read them out. I'll put on an official voice now about the helpful content update. Okay, here I go. <laughs> Google Search's helpful content system generates a signal used by our automated ranking systems to better ensure people see original, helpful content created for people in search results. This page explains more about how the system works and what you can do to assess and improve your content. <laughs> how the helpful content system works. The helpful content system aims to better reward content where visitors feel they've had a satisfying experience, while content that doesn't meet, meet a visitor's expectations won't perform as well. The system, aka the helpful content system, generates a site-wide signal that we consider among many other signals, ranking signals, for use in Google search. This system automatically identifies content that seems to have little value, low added value, or is otherwise not particularly helpful to people. Any content, not just unhelpful content on sites de determined to have relatively high amounts of unhelpful content overall is less likely to perform well in search, assuming there is other content elsewhere from the web that's better to display. For this reason, removing unhelpful content could help the rankings of your other content. This classifier process is entirely automated using a machine learning model. It works globally across all languages. It is not a manual action nor a spam action. Instead, it's just one of many signals Google evaluates to rank content. This means that some people's first content on sites, some people first content on sites classified as having unhelpful content could still rank well if there are other signals identifying that people first content as are helpful and relevant to, to a query. This signal is also weighted. Sites with lots of unhelpful content may notice a stronger effect. Now you're probably going to, you've probably just fallen asleep actually, to be fair. <laughs> but what I took from that is basically they've got a new machining learning software, machine learning software, aka AI system that's figuring out the good helpful content from the spammy written SEO content. And this machine learning software, AI, is looking, is going to get better and better at finding that human first content, which often basically means personal articles. Often that's why as well, if you've noticed since this update, Reddit's ranking really well. Um, it always does use, you know, has always ranked well, but sort of posts from people on Reddit are ranking better and better because it's just their sort of unique personal opinion. And that's what Google's after. It wants this personal opinion. So, an example of this would be, say you're writing for a car magazine, what kind of articles could you write? Um, in fact, what I'd probably do for this is I'd head to an online publisher, um, I don't know, say look at Auto Trader or Car Wow and see what kind of articles they're writing that are doing well. What, and then think, okay, how can I put this on my, how can I make this relevant to my industry? Imagine you're in e-commerce for babies. You could head to mumsnet.com and see what kind of articles that they're writing that relate to your specific products and problems that, that you solve. Um, but basically in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to say is it's no longer good enough just to rank for SEO. You've really got to think strategically, how does this help my target audience? And 
it is going to be a little bit like, oh, I don't really know. Like it's like with social media, you don't know what to post at first either. I get it with blog posts, you don't know what to post at first either. Please, if you've got an idea for a blog post, shoot me over a DM saying on Instagram saying, hey, is this a good idea? Um, and I'll let you know. Like, I'm more than happy to help with quick little questions like that. Okay, now let's get into the juicy stuff. Once you've got your topics and you've figured out how to make this a personable content piece, how the hell do you make it the best content ever? And this is where people get overwhelmed because you look at the big publishing websites and you can see immediately the effort that's got on to, gone into their content. And you're thinking, how do I A, have time for that and B, have the skills to create something that looks as good as this? Because sometimes they look like freaking GCSE art projects in the UK. That's um, like the exams you do when you're 16. Although my GCSE art project was not good. My dad actually um, helped me with most of it. So, um, right. I'll be truthful with you. Blog posts do take longer than creating social media posts, but please don't let that put you off as a reason not to blog because for a few reasons. A, your social media post, it might take you 40 minutes to create, but it'll be forgotten about in two days versus a blog post that will take you hours to create, but it will last for months, if not years on your website. It will get stronger and stronger the more you sort of improve on it and it'll bring in more and more traffic. B, you don't need to create a whole blog post in one go. I get a lot of people like, you know, I don't have time to write a blog post. Sure, nor do I, but that's why I don't do it in one go. I just set it into sessions of writing a few hundred words and then another session of, um, Once I've done that, I'll have another session of adding, sort of making the format look nice. And then I'll have an editing session and then I'll add in lots of original photos. I really, you know, do take my time on the best pieces of content because that's what works. C, blog posts can be improved over time. So if you've got a version, publish it. But then make sure you come back to it in a few weeks to sort of improve it. Not like social media where, you know, it's just one done, boom, forever. No, your blog post, you can keep going back to it, keep adding to it, keep making it better and better. Um, E, another great reason blog posts over social media posts is no one will ever take your website down, but your social media posts, they can often get deleted for whatever reason. Maybe you use the wrong music. Maybe you accidentally showed a nipple or two. whatever it can get they can, your social media posts can get taken down f you can also use ai to make blog posting easier i always say don't use them to write the whole thing but you can definitely use ai to sort of get your creative juices flowing and help you along the way finally my favorite point you don't need to dance in front of a camera for when you're writing blog posts, do you? Okay, so that's why uh, I personally think blogging is a lot better than social media posts, even though it is more work. But how do you make good content? It comes down to, first of all, you're going to want to do competitor analysis to find, to figure out what makes the other content good. How are they using lots of images? Are they using tables? Are they using graphs? How have they formatted it? Is it sort of broken up into small paragraphs with different colors? You know, look at sort of the competitors and see what their blog posts look like. Um, And I know if you're working on a platform like Wix or Squarespace or Shopify, it can be quite limiting, limiting to make your text look different. But you can definitely sort of play around with different font sizes, italic, bold, underlining. Crucially, short paragraphs are key. No one wants to read a whole bulky paragraph on a page. It just looks like a sort of a scientific study, doesn't it? 
So my probably my top tip for good content, short, easy sentences, especially in the first few sentences. It is crucial, I would say. Your first few sentences need to be short, snappy and get people reading. I would also recommend using a tool such as a Fletch reading score to check that your reading isn't too, your words aren't too difficult for people to understand, unless you're in a very technical industry, in which case your target audience is probably used to those words. Number two, you're going to need to know your topic. Um, If you need an AI tool to help write your whole blog post, chances are you're probably not an expert in your industry, in which case... I mean, why have you even got a business in that industry? But see, if you're not, maybe you're an ideas person, you might want to think about getting, you know, someone in to help you write the content because you do really need to be an expert in your industry if you're writing about it. You want your knowledge to shine through and you want to be able to put your own personal take on sort of industry practices um, because that's what will separate you apart from the rest of sort of the standard spammy SEO content. Also, you don't want to use AI because you want to write in your own tone. You want to connect with your target audience and your target audience will be able to pick up on that, that you're sort of connecting with them personally. Because remember, you're not going to appeal to everyone and you don't want to. There's what, 8 billion people in the world? So you want to just connect with your target audience, the ones that are likely to convert. So you need to write how you sound. Um, if sort of writing you find difficult, why don't you use a transcription tool? You know, just voice record it and transcribe it. There's also AI tools now that really help with that. Make it personal. So personal. So, so personal. I want to know the color of your knickers. <laughs> God, I'm on a roll today. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really, you, you can't put enough personal opinions in there. Because remember, Reddit is doing really well now. So as long as you're not sort of spouting anti-semitic racist views which i really please don't and why you've been listening to this this podcast go away if you are like that but if you've got personal opinions that might be a bit controversial add them in there you know marketing works by people either you know that sort of marmot marmite marketing thing love it or hate it um make just add in so many personal opinions And then number five, if you are on a platform like Wix, Squarespace, Shopify, and you don't have much room to play around with sort of colors with fonts and highlighting and things, add in so much multimedia. And obviously small businesses, I would say, you know, use original images, but have you got the time for that? Have you got the money for that? No. So use just stock ones, but this is where I, this is my sort of little pro tip. Use a stock image from Canva, but then edit it in Canva change the filter, crop out some parts, maybe add a little fun gif on top of it, whatever. Um, Just make your images a bit unique to you. Um, Videos as well are amazing in blog posts. Definitely upload them to YouTube first so that they can then be embedded on your website and they'll also be able to rank for video first content, which is becoming more and more common for results such as, you know, how to replace an exhaust pipe. Chances are you're probably going to get video results there as well. Um, If you do have more flexibility on your platform, then please, you know, include different colored fonts, maybe boxes around quotes, highlighting certain sections. This all helps to keep people, keep people's attention better because we all know we've got the attention of a goldfish these days. Um, In terms of sort of blog length, you're going to want to think if it's for a guide, you know, a definitive guide to um, definitive guide to what to pack for the hospital if you're giving birth. I'm not pregnant, by the way. Um, 
then it's going to need to probably be pretty long and pretty detailed. Check out competitions, see what their length is, what have they missed out, what could you add to make yours better. Could you perhaps have a short list at the top that they could download um, before you then go into detail on why you need to bring all these things? What can you do to make it longer than, than the competitors? Not longer, better than the competitors, but chances are for definitive guides, you're probably going to want to be longer than you think. Number eight, make sure you have uh, an author bio page or an about author section. So if you don't have an author bio page, then at the end of the article, have you know an about me or about the writer and write a bit about, you know, who you are, why you're an expert in your industry, and then link to your about us page or link to your LinkedIn profile. Um, wherever it can show that you are a trusted authority in this industry. And this will help you build that EEAT score, which is in a Google ranking factor. And it means expertise, experience, authority, and trust. That is what Google is looking for. So anything we can do to help show you this will really help. Um, if you got overwhelmed by all of that, <laughs> as well in my course, I do go over sort of how to create great content in the final module with a checklist as well. So definitely go to my website and check that out. Um, And that is all for today. Suddenly I just ran out of steam there. (laughs) Um, So next week's episode is all going to be about how to get, once you've got your good content, how to get it ranking better. Um, How to get it ranking faster, should I say. Um, oh yeah, final touch to point on, which is kind of obvious, but maybe it's not obvious if, you, if you're a beginner. With your, Once you've written your good content that's so personal, so personal, uh, with really unique insights, um, make sure you optimize it for SEO. And that means you've got your keyword in your meta description, your meta title, your page title. You've sort of uh, used cinnamon, synonyms throughout um, for your keywords or your topic. And then you've also introduced internal linking and external linking to credible sources, which will help as well build your EEAT factor. Um, And yes, okay, that is all. Um, Right, bye for now then. (laughs) Make sure you follow me on Instagram at The Plan Success. Give me a DM if you've got a blog content idea and you're not sure if it's a good idea. Um, And check out my website as well because I've got some free tools that you can download as well. All right. Bye for now.